Hello friends, Lori Barocco here, and this week I'm going to be talking about a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. It's also one that I'm very passionate about, and I have a lot of experience, you could say, with this subject matter. And my topic for this week's podcast is how to choose a psychic who is the real deal, and also what to avoid. So for many of you, you are aware that I am the owner of The Mystical Moon, which is a, which I have two storefronts, and we also offer private sessions online as well. And I've been in this business as an owner for 14 years, and I've been a spiritual advisor for 20. So I kind of have an idea on what to look for when seeking someone for spiritual advice. The truth is that Not every psychic is able to read you, and sometimes there may be a misconnection, and sometimes not only just um, not having a connection, but also miscommunication, and sometimes some advisors are purposeful and they serve us for a certain amount of time. And then it might be time for us as we shift in our focus on our paths to work with someone else. So I have some tips and suggestions on how to find someone um, that you resonate with and someone who is the real deal because like all professions, there are people who are authentic, who won't just take your money, and who truly are there to provide excellent services. Okay, so... So many of us take the time to research and seek out a a referral when it comes to selecting a new doctor, an attorney, a new school for our children, or even a new hairstylist. And when it comes to seeking, when you're looking for a professional psychic, I have found that very few people take the time to do any research when consulting a psychic. A psychic reading session is to be taken seriously. You are consulting with another person about the intimate details of your life and you're seeking sound advice and guidance as you share your hopes and dreams and fears. And as a professional, I take my role as an intuitive counselor very seriously, which is why I stress the importance to the general public to take their time and make an, make an effort to do their research when it comes to consulting with a professional psychic. Here are some things to... Ask your potential new consultant or to try to do a little bit of research with these um, few areas. Ask them or, t- or research and see how long have they been in this line of work. What about their reputation? What are others saying about this reader? And I'm going to say this also goes for your healer, massage therapist, someone who does craniosacral work, past life regression, and so on and so forth. You can apply these um, suggestions as well in those fields too. Use Google or any type of search engine as a resource by typing in their name and see what pops up. Also take a look. Do they have a website? Do they have a social media presence? These are things that you can find very easily. Also, if at all possible, go to their office or the center where they read at and see how you feel. Do you get a warm and loving, comfortable feeling? Or do you f- have the heebie-jeebies and the hairs on, your, on the back of your neck stand up? Do they have an extensive client base? That's something to think about or to research. If they had been reading for a while, they should have a substantial client base. 
And this is not a judgment, but if someone is really um, very good at what they do, if they have been in the business for, say, 10, 20 years, they should have kind of a regular clientele and or referrals. There's some food for thought. Also, the space that they're reading in, does it provide privacy for you in, in your when you have your session? Now, I know sometimes we... Uh, go and try somebody new at, say, a, a psychic fair, and there may not be privacy. But if you're going for a one-on-one -on -one consultation where there's a different price point, I would make sure that it's private. Also, here are some, um, I'm going to use my quotes, signs of a good psychic. They have boundaries with keeping your relationship a professional one. And some of these um, uh, signs may cause red flags to go up for some of you. So just think about this, okay? So they have boundaries keeping your professional, a professional relationship with you. You're not hanging out with them all the time. You don't know all the things about their life. It's so important for someone to be, in order for them to be neutral to assist you, you do need to have healthy boundaries. Your consultant isn't in it just for the money, charging you astronomical prices. Shop around and see what the going rate is in your area. And on at the other end of the spectrum, a lower price point is not necessarily a bargain. Okay, so feel into this. What are the going usual rates in your area? And you could search online and you can call around. Does this person have a sincere desire to help their clients or are they in it for their money, for the money? Also, they, in the session, they do not waste your time talking about the, themselves or their troubles. You should not know more about their life than they know about what's going on with you. Yes, sometimes there is a reference point with a certain story that they may refer to themselves. But in, during a session, you should not hear about what's going on with them. And, and oh my gosh, definitely you shouldn't be hearing about how wonderful they are and how many clients they have and so on and so forth and how super psychic they are. That's a big red flag. Do they give you tools to trans help you transform, heal, and empower you, such as books or suggestions with meditations or certain breathing exercises or yoga? Do they give you anything as a follow-up? to help you on your path. Also, you can feel their loving energy. How does their energy feel? Do you feel like you're in flow with them or do you feel kind of a resistance or uncomfortable? You may feel hopefully hopeful, optimistic after your session and have new tools and new thought processes to assist you as you move forward on your journey. So hopefully after your session, you're feeling like, okay, I have some clarity. Maybe I have some peace. Hopefully they didn't just tell you what you wanted to hear. But if they did share challenging information, how did they follow up with that with a suggestion to assist you on your path as you navigate through some difficult murky waters? So here are some warning signs that I have for you um, when it comes to a spiritual advisor. They may tell you that you are the, they are the only one who can help you. That's a big red flag. That you should not, and also you should not leave your reading, what I mentioned earlier, you should not leave your reading knowing more about your psychic than they know about you. Are they instilling fear upon you where you are feeling hopeless and disempowered? 
Are they encouraging you to come back frequently to spend more money with them? And no client needs to see their psychic more than once a month unless there are some challenging times that come up then yes um you might need to schedule a little bit more frequently but i will um i pay attention to my schedule i pay attention to the schedule out front with the other readers that read through my store if someone is coming quite frequently i may have a talk with that advisor and ask them if it's really necessary for them to come see you every week this type of spiritual guidance is to help support you on your path. To, and, and in between session is where the magic happens as well. There's more magic that takes place where things come into play. You may apply what you learn through your reading or, or use, utilize some of the tools that were suggested for you. And we do need to give time for things to fall into place before we schedule another check-in. Another warning sign is that they are discrediting others in the same profession. For example, they may say, you don't want to go to so-and-so. I'm much better than they are. I'm more intuitive. They don't know what they're doing. They're, they are not the real deal. So that's a warning flag. Again, leaving the reading depressed, exhausted, feeling depleted. This is a sign of someone who uses their client energy for themselves to feed their own soul. And yes, this does happen and it happens often. You should not feel depleted after working with um, a healer or a reader. Absolutely not. Here's another one. I, I, and I know that um, may, some of you may say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that someone would do this. But people do do this. Um, I know because I've heard stories. Um, and, and a lot of times, I'll be honest, I have to undo what someone else has done that has instilled fear, that's told some them, so they've heard that someone's going to die, that they love that's going to die soon, so on and so forth. That is just not okay. I have done a lot of damage control uh, because of other people's carelessness. Do people believe this? Do they believe it's acceptable to execute a reading under the influence of any substance? And this is a huge no-no. No pot, no drinking, none of that. It is not okay in my book, and I'm going to stand behind this, to um, execute any reading or healing while you're under the, the influence of any substance that alters who you are. And also, just because someone says that they're psychic, it doesn't mean that, they're, that they are psychic. They may be able to hit a few, upon a few points, but the goal, my friends, is to connect with someone who is able to connect with more expanded realms of consciousness that reach beyond the ego, okay? And there are some readers that read your energy and read your body language, and they are reading from a more a denser frame of reference or a denser dimension rather than moving through the higher self and connecting to the higher, more expanded realms that exist beyond the personality self. All right, so how can you get the most out of your session? So I have some suggestions and tips on how to get the most out of your session. Come in with an open mind, right? So trust that you're there. Yes, um, the next part that I have is to be prepared. Write your questions down ahead of time. Often your spiritual advisor will answer your questions before you even ask them. And this is an excellent sign that your psychic is in tune with you and is in their higher self channel. So often the questions will be answered beforehand, but be prepared. Come in with an open mind. 
Try to be centered and plan your day so that you're not rushed. Remember that scattered energy scattered energy does not help with your session. Every session is a three-way process. It's you, your reader, and spirit. So try to uh, plan for this ahead of time. Try not to be negative and saying no, no, no. If you feel now, if you feel there isn't a connection, then say so. An honest reader healer would honor you when you feel when you feel they are off the mark and would like to end the session appropriately. That's what I do, and it's very rare that this happens. But if it does, if I am feeling that there is not a connection. I will say so. I know what it feels like when I'm in my higher self channel and I know when it feels like for whatever reason I'm pulled out and I will state so. Every reader knows within five minutes if there is a clear connection. And for those of you who are readers who are listening, do the five minute check-in. Within five minutes after you're into your session, simply ask the client, if this information resonates, that's all you have to ask is, does this resonate? Sometimes you know ahead of time, but that check and it gives them the opportunity of saying, well, I'm not sure. There is a difference between something maybe fitting and not fitting, right? And we know when someone is way off base. So um, try to have an open mind, but know that within five minutes, you'll know if your reader is really connecting with you or not. And this is without you trying to control the information. If you'd like the session to be recorded, ask ahead of time if they will allow you to record the session. Some people don't, um, some readers prefer not to have the session recorded. I'm okay with it. I don't mind you um, recording the session or taking notes. I just ask that you make sure your device is charged and that you know how to, where it is on your phone because that does take time. Sometimes people aren't sure where it is on their phone and they need to find it. So also be specific with your questions. Instead of asking, will I ever be happy? Instead, ask, what can I do to shift this energy for me to be happier? Is there something I'm missing? Or should I let go? What should I let go of or integrate? And each reader has a unique gift. Be sure to ask them about their specialties ahead of time and be specific about why you're coming to them. For example, while scheduling, you may say, I am at a crossroads and would love some clarity with my career at this time. I would also like to see if any loved ones in spirit are with me these days. And if mediumship is not their specialty, then this is the time for that reader to mention that to you. Now, if you're booking through, say, one of my front desks, you can specify what type of session you would like and they will let you know who is available and who has that type of specialty. Some people prefer to have tarot readings, some prefer not to. Some prefer to work with um, um, someone who reads energy physically, some prefer to connect with their pets. So it's important that you communicate and articulate why you're there. So I also have a couple of tips for those who offer private sessions. And I'm just going to squeeze this in here a little bit. And this is also something for you as um, the, the receiver, the client to hear as well. And I'll probably expand upon this in another podcast. So I cannot stress the importance of setting your space before reading. So this is for those who do readings. You must set your space ahead of time and give yourself plenty of time to get ready. Say a prayer or cast a circle, create a bubble of light, whatever it is that you do to feel comfortable doing in your private session to set you up, do so. 
So when you're in that reading space, in your sacred space, you are able to relax and you can trust that what you experience as intuitive information fits somewhere. And this is where people, it helps people to write things down because it may make sense a little bit later. As a reader, it's so important you connect with your higher self. That higher self filter is what's going to help you with the flow and help keep you in that flow and help keep you protected. Now, often remember as a reader, some people are a little bit more challenging to read than others. They may not have the same dialogue or reference terms. So just keep that in mind. And simply, some of us are not their reader. Not everybody can be read and not everybody is meant to be um, your client. Know this within your first five minutes of when you check in. And also as a reader, I know when it, I know what it feels like when I'm pulled out of that channel. My connection feels a little funny. And this is where meditation will help you with recognizing when you're in the flow and when you're not. Try not to take any feedback personally. There may be some factors that go into play. Someone may not be open to your messages. They may not be focused on the, the one subject area that you're talking about. And remember that we all have different ways of receiving information and have different reference points, different psychic consciousness reference points. And it is nature to human nature to focus on one negative comment. So it happens. Not everybody's going to love you. And we must try not to take that um, personally. However, it's also important to reflect upon what that person is saying and see if we can find any morsel of truth within that and then adjust moving forward. Also to help with your psychic abilities, I encourage you to meditate and do some psychic exercises to keep the psychic channels of your higher self and guides open. Ask to receive more detailed information that will help you with validation for yourself and your client. This is also a red flag too for clients. Try not to ask too many questions because this sends red flags to the client. There is a way to ask questions to validate the information coming through. That is not necessarily a question digging or fishing, but it's to confirm some information. Such as say, did you just have a conversation with your daughter about paying attention when she's driving? And that is not fishing. And the client would say yes or no, right? So it may validate that someone, uh, say her father who's in spirit, is validating that he's there and sees what's happening. Also, as a reader, it's so important to clear your space between readings, between readings, before readings, to uh, you set the space. And if you have a few clients that you're seeing throughout the day to clear the space and set yourself up for a brand new reading. Also know your limits for the max amount of sessions and the time frames that you feel comfortable doing. And then of course, at the end of, end of the day, you want to completely disconnect from the reading and open up your space, bring in your auric field and open your space to your regular um, interacting with the public. Okay. So I hope that um, this information was helpful and useful. And my intention for my clients is that every client be sent on their way with hope and love and empowerment and a new perspective from the, what, the one that they had when they came into my office. And there are many, many wonderful intuitive counselors out there who embrace their psychic gifts and use them for the benefit of sharing to assist their, their clients. 
For many clients, they have tried every practical, traditional method to help them on their journeys and have found something was still missing. And a connected and authentic psychic is often just what they need to help them put the pieces into place. Alrighty, so I do hope that you have enjoyed this information. I hope you have found it useful. And I would love to hear any suggestions or comments for any other topics around psychic development, mediumship, consciousness, and I would love to um, do a podcast on them. Thank you everyone for listening. Be sure you're signed up for my newsletter on my website, lorybaracco.com. And thanks again for tuning in. Namaste.